0: Welcome to the Gospel Every Day Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. I'm Linda, and I will be your host for today. Today's devotional, The Throne of God and of the Lamb, takes us through scripture found in Revelation 22.1. In our May readings, we have been looking at Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, and His victory in heavenly celebration. Today's verse deals with a different person of that Godhead. In Revelations 22, 1 we read, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. This scene that the angel allowed John to see is a description of the throne room of God in heaven. Jesus has vanquished Satan and now sits on the throne as king for he conquered death and sin, and we are there too in God's future kingdom enjoying everything for which God had paid the price. What is this water of life? Murray tells us that this water is nothing less than the Holy Spirit springing up like a fountain that surrounds us all. Some time ago, I read a book called The Forgotten God. And the main idea of the book is that most Christians or people in general do not understand the workings of the third person of the Godhead. Murray agrees and states that because of laziness and worldliness, we are unable to grasp the Holy Spirit and enjoy his benefits. One evening, as I was engrossed in my son's lacrosse game, a game in which a win would mean us moving to the finals and a chance for a victory. As we inched toward a bigger lead and clinching the victory, our goalie had 21 saves, The other team was losing steam. My attention was drawn away from the game by an airplane descending as it neared the airport. There it was, several thousand feet in the air, filled with passengers who were completely oblivious to what was going on just below them. We were going to the championship, people! They had no idea, nor would they have cared if they did. Each one had his or her own concerns on which they were focused. In the same way, many believers do not understand fully or are unaware of the Holy Spirit's work in their lives because they are part of the foot traffic of the world, thinking that they are in control of their lives and are just doing fine. Thank you very much. But Jesus knew that thinking this way was giving in to an illusion. One night after Jesus' resurrection and before his ascension into heaven, he was eating with his disciples. He told them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before, and as we learn in Acts 1.8, that they would receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit's power is the force that enables us to live a life of blessing as we deny ourselves and let God direct our paths, as the psalmist instructs. The Holy Spirit's power is guiding us away from the idea of our sinful flesh and towards the desires of God. And as Murray says, we must seek with the undivided hearts to see the waves of life-giving water flowing from the throne of the Lamb and realize that that water, Holy Spirit, is for our daily use. Daily, we need the power of the Holy Spirit to show genuine love for others because our sinful nature tells us to look out for number one. Daily, we need the power of the Holy Spirit to have real joy despite what is going on around us. We need supernatural power daily in order to have peace in our hearts, even though there's chaos everywhere we look. And oh, do we ever need the Holy Spirit's power daily to be patient and to be kind We need his power to be good, for the world is telling us that good is what we determine it to be and not what God's word says. And sadly, in our flesh, we often agree. The Holy Spirit helps us to be gentle with one another and to exercise self-control. Jesus knows that in our fleshy nature, we could never achieve even a measure of incorporating these characteristics into our lives on our own. Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to. That is the Holy Spirit's assignment. In Wayne Cordero's book, The Divine Mentor, he stresses the importance of daily abiding in the Holy Spirit. We all have a tendency to drift. We rarely get lost overnight. We drift along and gradually float off on the waves, usually over a drawn-out period of time. Hearing from God's Word every day has the power to counteract that drifting. Hebrews 2, one declares that, We must pay more attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. So we must, Cordero continues, submit ourselves every day to the Holy Spirit, our divine mentor, asking him to teach, guide, and correct us. And if we don't, the sad thing is that we won't even notice as we begin to float farther and farther away from his son. As children of God, the Spirit of God dwells in us and his power is always available to us. But we have to be aware of and acknowledge him and appropriate his help. Let us not be like people in the airplane who were oblivious to things outside the airplane, like our very important lacrosse game. Let us seek to know more about the working of the Holy Spirit by discovering him in the Bible. Let him no longer be the unknown God and seek him daily so that we don't drift. Let's pray from our devotional. God, I worship you and the lamb at the throne. Let your story fill me with streams of living water that can flow through me as a blessing to others. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen.